Welcome to Open House Podcast with James Tatum. We are talking about Squatober. We just finished up Squatober this week, and we uh, we did it as a team at House of Weightlifting. So I've got uh, George Everett here with me. He is one of the coaches at House of Weightlifting. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Good morning. Yeah, Squatober was a blast. I felt like it was a good cycle to good training cycle to start after competing at the American Open. Get some um, numbers added to the back squat and now see where it translates over to the snatch or the clean yeah man it's it was a pretty fun program i mean that uh it's just you're squatting every day so you're really kind of adding up on that volume you're you're getting a lot of uh you're getting a lot of reps in because it's every day high frequency and you you hit a pr right you went up to uh you hit that big big uh 500 big 227 that was a big goal for you yeah i've actually had that one on the um whiteboard for probably over a year almost it was good to get a crack at it and it went a lot better than i expected 480 so 485 right before it felt pretty heavy and i was like oh no this is gonna be a long day actually and then something just clicked when i got under load and then shot right back up didn't even feel it honestly awesome you know the numbers mean something you know the the significance of it it makes uh it helps with like the effort you know if you have that goal that number actually means a lot more than if you were just training arbitrarily so it uh it's kind of interesting to see that because because otherwise it wouldn't make sense why would a lighter weight feel heavier unless you know that goal had some significance you know that's just one of those quick examples of how goal setting really does make a difference and how it really can push you on to the next uh on to the next level but uh so squats over i did actually did not do it i did uh i did it a couple of months ago with uh like the 2016 version and that was the first time that i've been able to do squat over but how do you feel like this one went this one i think was one of the harder years yeah so honestly i didn't feel like it was that hard i feel like i had some pretty good recovery maybe it's because we're weightlifters so we squat a lot already i can see where it could be hard for like a power lifter or football player that's running the program i feel like the percentages are pretty manageable i actually went off of my true one rep max as well i didn't go off at 90 percent of it and I still felt like I was able to recover well, except for that one, the second ladder, where it's um, 80%, five, six, seven, eight, and nine, or no, one, two, three, four, and five. I made it to four reps. And then on the set of five, I got the two and bottomed out. Yeah, I, man, that one, that one's almost more of like a, a fiber type test rather than like a workout. Because it's like, if you've got a lot of fast twitch fibers, I mean, there's just no way around it you can't get that many reps at 80 or 80. I think it was 85%. Wasn't it? Yeah, you're right. 85%. Yeah. Because that's that, uh, that's that test. So Charles Poliquin kind of popularized that test where he would, uh, he would have you max out on an exercise and except he would do it with the tempo. So you would be doing like, let's say squat and you go down in four seconds and you know, just a controlled eccentric. And then he would make you take a 15 minute break. And then you would throw on uh, 85% of the one rep max that you just got. And then you try to get as many reps as possible. He was pretty rough. So he would make you do it in the tempo of uh, what you did the one rep max squat in. So like a four zero one tempo, which uh, can be kind of brutal for a weightlifter, especially with us, you know, going down fast. But uh, for his crowd, I mean, it was good uh, because it was all the sports performance people, I guess. 
But then he would just, if you got like two reps, it's just like, okay, you are fast twitch dominant. If you got nine reps, it's like, all right, you are slow twitch dominant. And so he would use that to kind of help give him an idea or just a number to see where people are at. Like, especially in a trained individual, that test works really well. If you're untrained, that the the test lose some loses some of its excuse me some of its validity just because you know you're untrained and you probably just you know it it could just sway either way and it wouldn't be a true determining factor of you know how many uh what type of muscle fibers you are but is for example for you if you did that test and you only got four reps you know that's a pretty uh that's a pretty high likelihood that you uh have a high uh fast twitch fiber content of your you know quads and your squatting muscles which you know makes sense why you got into weightlifting that was a huge driver for me starting weightlifting for sure i felt like i was better at high bar squat because i was powerlifting before low bar squat didn't work out too well for me because i was all about speed and trying to be fast and powerlifting is all about patience and kind of just overall maximum strength not actually like a little bit of power output in there but not as much as weightlifting so i get a lot more enjoyment out of weightlifting as well yeah, it's fun to go fast. You know, it's, it's the, what's the Ricky Bobby uh, quote? Uh, I don't know. Something about going fast. Or if you're not first, you're last. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, probably high when I said that. <laughs> the, is his name Cedric, the guy who squatted 605 pounds? Yeah, one of the new guys in the gym. Uh, so he had a hard time. Uh, so it's crazy. So his best squat is actually um, – like 318 kilos. Uh, and he, and he's not trained right now. He's a little, little untrained. He said he did that with his dad and, uh, him and his dad used to train in his garage. And, uh, so he had a vet before he had squatted up to, you know, 700 pounds, but 318 kilos. And so he was like going back and forth about like what percentage he should take to do squats over with. Eventually we settled on, uh, on taking his percentages off of 250 kilos because, he tried to go off like on like day two or something off of his true run rep max. And he got so sore just cause it, uh, you know, he had to do like sets of 10 at like 175 or something for like the first day. It was like four sets of 10 and then he couldn't move the whole weekend. But, uh, so then I was like, okay, we need to go off the of 250, you know, take it slow. And still I told him I, I capped him at 275 on his squat. I said, you know, we're at 250. Like, I don't want you to progress too fast. You know, we're in here to just, you know, take your time. So that's time. Like he actually took his percentages off of 80% of his one rep max, uh, which I think Squatober, I think they even come out with like a, like a, a buildup program to like get you ready to be able to handle squatting every day, which like you said, as a weightlifter, you're already used to it and you're well prepared to squat that often. Even if we don't do like back squats every day, we do, you know, some version of snatching or, you know, which you go all the way into a squat, probably even on upper body days, we usually squat down just to like stretch out. So we're used to squatting all the time, but yeah. So Cedric, I think he was uh, transitioning back into doing squats more often. And that's uh, that 275 squat was nice too. He's a, uh, he's, he accelerates through it real quick. Yeah. I was going to say that didn't even look like a one rep max, honestly. It, there was no no sticking points or anything. He was right down, right back up. And he's pretty new to weightlifting too, right? So once he 
gets a little more versed with the snatch and clean and jerk, his numbers are probably going to be insane. Yeah, I, uh, I hope so. He, uh, his, uh, I think his best snatch is 115, and his best clean and jerk is 150 right now. And you can see that they are not strength limited. And we really haven't been able to test him too much. So actually, over the next six weeks, we're going to really start seeing the progression of his weightlifting. And, you know, maybe start seeing that 115 get pushed up to 120 and then the clean and jerk go from uh, one. Uh, you know, he could probably clean a lot, a lot sooner, but the, the jerk is going to be his issue. We're going to really work on the elbow lockouts. And, uh, but yeah, he's got some good potential. I'm excited to watch him progress. Who else was there at the, at the headquarters that actually did squats over? So we had uh, another new guy named Kevin. Uh, he used to be a pole vaulter, and he actually uh, he had some knee surgery, and so he's taking his, he's making his way back into squatting, and he's been going pretty light, and it's it's been a good call for him coming back. You know, it's it's not a fresh knee surgery, but you know he's uh, he's just making his way back into training, and he ended up squatting one thirty seven, and. For the whole Squatober, I think he took his numbers off of 115 uh, and just to build up the volume. And he did real well. He had a good, uh, nice vertical acceleration. We've got a few people that are actually not done with it yet. You know, they uh, they got delayed. Like, uh, I think Joanna is a late starter. And so she uh, she's still kind of in the mix of it, you know, getting sore. And because she had to take a little bit of break because she... Uh, she had some traveling and she got a late start and she hadn't been training for about three weeks leading up to it. And yeah, now she's right in the middle of it. She's having fun. Who else do we have doing it? We had Andrew doing it. I don't know if, so Andrew's got some hip issues. So I don't think he maxed out his squat. We mostly used it as like volume for the squats for him, but I know he's excited to uh, get back into snatches and clean and jerks. He sent me some messages uh, last night and was like, Hey, let's get on this next program. Like, Where's it at? Uh, so he was uh, he was excited to start snatching and cleaning, and jerking, which is exactly what we started to do today. Getting ready for uh, AO finals. Yeah, I was gonna say the benching from um, squats over is a little rough on the shoulders for everybody. It's gonna be nice to get back to snatching and cleaning. Yeah, I thought like I I wondered if I should take bench out and then I was just like, oh no, this is the only time of year that we'll just let people do some bench press and we'll let it get it, let people get it out of their system to have the the bench press, which you know, we made it kind of fun. But like I did a I did Squatober in July and even the bench pressing from then, like I still kind of feel like I should have uh I probably should have switched it to overhead press or something because it uh, it gets you tight. It's crazy how fast it happens too. One month of bench pressing will interfere with your uh, your overhead position, which is crazy. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, we got a pretty big team going to American Open Finals, don't we? It's me, Carl, Andrew, Tyree. Is there anyone else I'm missing or forgetting? Yeah. So then, uh, th I think that is our. Uh, I think that's our AO Finals group. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Like I'm drawing a blank. But no, I think that's our group. We we might have one more person, but I'm I'm drawing a blank. So that uh, it should be fun. Um, oh, okay, never mind. Uh, Will is going to AO uh, AO one. That's who I was thinking. So he's uh, he's gearing up for that. And yeah, what was it in Denver? Right? 
I need yeah. to buy my plane ticket before it gets too late. <laughs> yeah, so the AO finals would be good. It's going to be an all in-person meet. It's going to be all, uh, there's going to be no online portion, which was kind of a pain. That was kind of a weird, uh, a weird dynamic with um, the AO2, I think it was, in Albuquerque, where they had half of the people lifting online so you like you were you were in the a session and you still didn't know if you won until the online people finished lifting like that night and it was kind of weird like why are the you know why is the a session not the final one so it's going to be nice to be into like a real weight if you need again to where the a session is the a session you don't have to wait around and see what uh what online things are like where they're getting less stringent judging because there's only one camera you're not having three angles for the judges so they uh the regulations seem to be a little bit more reasonable. You don't have to wear a mask on stage. If you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. If you don't provide proof of vaccination, you're supposed to wear a mask. And I still don't think that they're going to make you wear the mask on stage, even if you're not vaccinated. I didn't see anything about that, which is nice. You know, that uh, that's just like another little thing to be. It's just hard to enforce. And, you know, the, do they really make that much of a difference that it's not really showing that much? So I think, uh, I think it will be good to, you know, have a way to team meet and see people's faces again. Yeah. It's good that they're going back to normal, no mask for when you're actually on the platform. And then it looked like they are allowing a little bit more spectators as well to watch. So that's going to be awesome. I'm also glad that they got rid of the online portion too, because like you said, it was kind of weird being the A session and then still having people lift after you and, not sure where you were in the mix and things along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's strange, but you know, I think, uh, I think we definitely learned a lot in these past few years about how to integrate remote, uh, remote competitions. If that situation ever comes up again, cause I, I don't know, I feel like there could be a place for them cause I think they were doing like a, an online, an online nationals or something which they might continue on past this, which is kind of fun. You know, if you, especially if you get somebody that, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to include people from like Hawaii and Alaska in a lot of the uh, weightlifting competitions. If they, uh, you know, it's just such a further trip for them, especially if it's like if nationals was uh, in Columbus or something, or let's just say Florida, you know, for, uh, for somebody in Alaska, they get all the way to Florida. I mean, just for nationals, that would be, it would be rough. So I don't know. It could be cool to see some more, to see that stick around, but just an online competition, not this, not the hybrid, hybrid. So it'll yeah, be cool. That, now that you mentioned that, I remember being in Alaska, I would have to spend 1200 bucks for a round trip just to South Carolina and back. So I couldn't even imagine going to like Florida or Texas or somewhere even further. It'd be pretty crazy. Yeah. Honestly. 1200 like bucks. Using the online as qualifiers is a pretty good idea, like you were talking about too, just to get you to the bigger meets like the American Open or the finals. But the national, yeah, I, I think you were talking about the national garage championships, maybe. I think that's what they were calling it. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. I think I was getting them confused. But yeah, the qualifier, especially if you're in a state where there's no weightlifting competitions. I mean, that used to be North Carolina that uh, now there's weightlifting competitions all the time. But when I first started weightlifting, I think it, it was, it was hard to, it was hard to find a coach and it was hard to uh, find a weightlifting competition. And so like there was a group of weightlifters from back then that, 
you know, everyone knew each other because it was such a small group of people. So it's, uh, it's kind of neat to see how it's progressed. Now I go to a competition and I don't know most of them. I think all the people that I competed against are like the coaches now. So I know all of the coaches, <laughs> I guess that's the natural progression of things though, but, uh, it will be interesting. So we are going to go strong right into training for AO finals. Uh, we're going in full snatch, clean and jerk focusing on that. It's going to be neat to kind of see how Squattober kind of helps you all out for weightlifting to see if it helps you out at all in my own training. Like I finished it in July. Uh, I think my work capacity is still higher because of Squattober. I don't think squatting every day is sustainable long-term, but I think that boost is, is nice because it gives you a nice residual, you know, a, a nice base for squats. So it'll be kind of cool to see how well that transfers over to uh, y'all. And I think it's six weeks for um, AO finals. Yeah. My legs are definitely feeling fresh. They're feeling strong too. So I'm feeling confident going back into snatching and cleaning. I feel like the numbers are definitely going to be going up here soon. Hopefully at the American open finals. Yeah. Good stuff. So that is about all we got today. We just wanted to do a quick recap on Squattober. Uh, I think uh, it's Stornex puts it on it uh, every year in October. And I think Aaron, uh, Aaron Asmus is the guy who writes the programs. So uh, thanks to him for the program. It was uh, it's pretty fun change of pace to get everyone in, uh, in squatting together, training hard and uh, just getting, uh, just getting something different, you know, something different is fun sometimes. Uh, and then now we do some experimentation. So this is the exciting spot part on my side to see how it transfers to weightlifting and that's uh that's all we got today so uh thanks for listening in and george thanks for uh joining us on this podcast today uh where can people find you at social media yeah on instagram at george 81 kg and the house of weightlifting page as well you can find me at house of weightlifting on instagram yep and uh if you guys are looking for some uh, remote coaching or in-person coaching George is one of our coaches. Uh, he is uh, he's a pretty good coach. So if you're looking for someone, make sure you reach out. Maybe you can start working with him. You can kind of follow him on social media, see what he's like, see if he'd be a good fit for you. And uh, and then we'll go from there. Uh, and then I am James Tatum USA on Instagram and House of Weightlifting on Instagram. It's out at houseofweightlifting.com. If you want to kind of support the gym, we've got some apparel up there. If you want to buy something, we've got some shirts some uh some sweatpants some gray sweatpants or black sweatpants you can choose your side i think that's a squatober thing i think i'm gonna buy some gray ones coming up cool i appreciate you guys listening talk to you on the next one